Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. It is Tuesday. I am joined, as I am every Tuesday, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Dude. 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 Finally. Remember how <laughs> last week for the show on Tuesday, I said like there was a moment on Tuesday morning where I was just dreading that we were going to have to do the podcast. We were going to have to talk about what a bad run we were on, how hard this season has been, especially the past four weeks, how we're just like not in tune. But then we came on, we talked about it, we got through it, it worked out, we addressed our pain, we confronted the agony. Yesterday, I was walking my dog, thinking about the week. I'm like, oh, Tuesday, we do the podcast. Ah, we went four and one this week. (laughs) We went four and one this week with nary a sweat. We had the Panthers, the Washington football team. Carolina, Dallas. Dallas. The Panthers, Washington football team, and Dallas runaways. The Saints, we had them at plus three. Close plus two. That was a little bit of a sweat, but it also felt a little bit inevitable. Like the Titans had some fluky plays in there that got them the, sc- the scores they needed. And then the Saints were sort of running it up and down the way that we thought they would. And then we got blown out with the Raiders. I kind of blame you. We wanted to go with the Niners. You're like, no, let's just be done Sunday. So let's take the Raiders. We should have taken the Niners. We could have been 5-0. and oh. Nice job, Simon. But uh, all in all, like, dude. I just tried to keep you away. I needed that Niners win. That was one of my bigger bets. I told you. Oh, that my been God. A six figure bet if I wasn't such a coward. Simon Hunter, professional coward. You mush, Chad. You mush things. So I was just like, I just let me just get this one. All right. I need to get this one. Get back. I'm fucking up, mush. By the way, fuck you. you. I'm mush. Who's the one who said, hey, Let's make sure we don't take the Jets. Let's take Dallas. I did. Who's the one who said, we've loved we've loved Carolina all week. Let's make sure we take Carolina. I did. Don't give me your I fucking I gave out Carolina's money line. Do you give out Carolina's money line? You're a guy with Wait. points over here. You're a point guy. Listen to me. I'm talking <laughs> about the choices we made on Sunday after convince me. Do not come to me like I'm mush when I'm the one willingly betting the big favorite in the Cowboys and knowing it's the right side. No, you're Sticking a hero. To our guns. Yeah. The best weeks are the ones you can bookend it with dogs. So we literally open the week up with Miami and we end the week on the 49ers. That's the best. It's just so many good money line bets. I think the um, the round robin, I'll have to check my ticket, but I'm pretty sure Carolina and who was Washington a Washington football, football team. team, it was 32 to one money line parlay. So that was, whew, that's, that, those are the good ones. That's um, big. Yeah. Maybe once or twice a year you get those ones. And I was killing myself because we missed the week before where I knew there was something fish about those lines last week. And like you talked about, there weren't big dogs like winning outright. I'd kind of been burned a little bit this season with it. But we're seeing it now. This is um, it's on a historical pace, honestly. All, all these underdogs covering and winning outright. I think it's 58 or 59 percent this season dogs have covered. So it's it's crazy. It's been this way and we haven't been killing it. So I'm I'm glad we got back on track where it's like. What, what, what was happening all those weeks? I don't know. Going through a lot of stuff. But obviously last week, had a little trip, came back clear-headed. And not that we were seeing the board super clear, but just looking at it, me and you talked about that, that that Cowboys game, the Panthers game, those are two lines that really stuck out where it was like, this is crazy. This, this is such a last week. People are betting on what happened the week before. 
let's capitalize on this week. What's going to happen this uh, upcoming slate? So that Cowboys one was insane. I think it was what forty three to six. So something like that. We we take a favorite like that and they blow it out like that. That's that's a great feeling. I was thinking about you. It's Tuesday afternoon. Like I said, I was thinking about you on last night watching the Niners game, realizing that this that you were a little anxious. And so you didn't go all in on this. It was going to be one of your three or four big, big, big bets of the year. Yeah, I'd be done for the season. I should have just be done. done. I was thinking you'd be done for the year. I hate it. No, I knew it too. And like, again, I, I bet it, I, I put a decent amount on it, but like nowhere near what I make my big bet. So that's what the worst part the game started. It was 14, nothing. I just was getting the Colts flashbacks and I was like, Oh my God, been here before. But luckily that was just your classic, Monday night primetime game. Everyone doesn't believe in one team. Everyone loves the other team. And now as we sit here on Tuesday, I feel like everyone hates the Rams, which is just, it, that's why I love football. It's so week to week. People make these, uh, we'll talk about these upcoming lines. There's a lot of lines. You can just tell this week. They're just heavily inflated just because of what happened over the weekend. All right. We are going to get to Scoot Roulette. Last week, I had the Washington football team. I won. You had the Saints. I won. Carries <laughs> over. Uh, so I will get to choose first. Um, on the year, I am uh, two and one. You are two and one. Two and one. You're two and one. But like I said, carries over. <laughs> We're both two and one. Let's get to it, man. Let's do the full slate. We'll boil it down on Thursday. We'll review the games that we think are getting tighter based on market and research and everything else that we're hearing. First game up. First game up. First game up. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, exactly what we're talking about. New England Patriots at Atlanta Falcons. Patriots with Mac Jones that you can't stand. You continue to not believe, even though he, all Mac Jones does win and throw darts. He wakes up, he wins, he throws darts. And apparently his brother, and his name's Will, is a fan of our show. And he has the same feeling you have, Chad. He's apparently thinks I'm a hater and that I hate on his brother. Not at all. I just, I wasn't believing what I was seeing. Yeah. That was unreal. He looked like Brady, seriously, in that game. He was dropping dimes all over the field. He was incredible. So I got to eat some crow for that one. That was Mac, – Mac was on it. But luckily, I bet the Patriots. So I, don't, I don't feel too bad about it. Love this. Love, 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 love this matchup here. Walking into a Thursday, I, I as soon as I saw this line open, I knew it was going to be bet up, so I didn't even touch it. Got to seven, seven and a half at some offshore books. Atlanta. You know the drill, Chad. We, we – Got We've to. been down this road too many times with Atlanta. They kill it one week, they fall apart the next week, and now they're back again. Everyone's off this line. I think shit was like four or three. Now it's all up to seven, seven and a half. I mean, what else can we do here? Home dog, getting no money, no bets. Every time, Chad, we take Atlanta here. Can't stop, won't stop. Cordell Patterson might be out a little scary with that. Cordero Patterson, grandpa. Here's what I would say. There was once uh, David Fleming, who's a writer at ESPN, the magazine, longtime uh, reporter covering the NFL. He and I shared an office together at Sports Illustrated in the early 90s. That's how long we go back. I was the NFL editor at ESPN, the magazine. He had moved over. We had both moved over from SI to ESPN, the magazine. He was writing. He was assigned a feature story about Carson Palmer. One of the great quotes that a receiver relayed to Dave about Carson Palmer, who was so accurate. This reminds me of Mac Jones. When they were designing the play, the question Carson Palmer asked the receiver was, which nipple? Meaning, which nipple do you want the ball to be on? 
If you're running up field, do you want on your outside nipple, your inside nipple? That's how specific he could be about where he knew he could drop the ball. That's okay. Mac Jones right now. He's a witch nipple quarterback. Just I see how Chad's feeling about Mac Jones, people. This is why you're betting Atlanta come Thursday. Everyone is drinking the Kool-Aid. They're all in on Mac Jones. If they win this game on a short week after a big win like that, I might have to start looking at pitchers as a top three team in the AFC. And I don't want to believe it because it's a rookie quarterback. And I I feel like a lot of things are just going their way right now. But this is a huge, huge, huge test. You're taking a rookie quarterback on a short week on the road against a team that just got blown out on the road coming home in Atlanta. Atlanta should win this game outright. I mean, nine out of 10 times. So if the Patriots can show up in this game and win it and cover the spread as well, I might have to really look at my uh, position on this Patriots team because they might be for real. Uh, this is a classic, classic spot to take Atlanta. Like, even the fact that I had this number made as four and now it's up to seven is even more reason to love it. But just taking that number away, just looking at this as a pro, I know every professional I know would be on Atlanta in this position. It feels like a contest play, just saying it. That's fair. I agree with you. I also feel like if Will Jones, Mac Jones' brother, really listens to this show, then come Thanksgiving, when he is sitting down with his brother and all of their collective family for turkey dinner, he's got to go to his brother and say, what's up, nipple? <laughs> That's going to be the nickname he calls him from now on. That's what I want Will Jones to do. And then I want him to reach out. You, me, Matt Mitchell, I don't care. Just reach out. Let us know that he did it. I will be right with the world. Go birds on Thursday, plus seven contest. Bing bong. You didn't hear his nickname? Mac no. Jones? No. They're calling him Mac and cheat. A cheater? A cheat code? Why? Because he, <laughs> everyone thinks he's a dirty player because that whole thing he did Because he was burn. holding that guy's leg. Come on. I'm just telling you what the people are saying on Reddit, Chad. People are haters. Fucking Reddit. People are, people are haters on Reddit. They're haters of success. They want to call him Mac and cheat. It's because he's a freaking cheat code, man. It's just because he's a patriot. I'm, I like, I like the Patriots because I've won money on them over the last 20 years. But to, to talk shit about the Patriots, I feel like that's what you just got to do in life. It's fun. Got to do it. Baltimore Ravens at Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears off of a bye and the Ravens are reeling. Plus six and a half. I need to know if Roquan Smith is playing. Is Khalil Mack playing? Like, are all these guys back? I don't know anything yet. Damn it. So that maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday then. But this is, if those guys are back, your run sufferers are back, automatic play here on uh, the Bears at home. I know the stats. Nagy, as a big dog, has been terrible. He, like, lose. I think that Pittsburgh cover was the first one he's had as a big dog in, like, six games. So we'll come back to this one on Thursday. But as we sit here on Tuesday, I'm thinking I'll be on the Bears. I just need to know what guys are in and what guys are out. Maybe I won't bet the Bears because I don't want to mush it for you. You can mush away. Jerk. It's your own Bears. Houston Texans at Tennessee Titans. I've got a specific thought about this. Lay it on me. Tyrod Taylor was terrible in his first game back. He needed to get acclimated. He's a better quarterback than he showed in that game. Ten and a half points for the Titans who continue to ride a wave of kind of getting away with it. They're getting the right bounces. I'm just not a believer. Like, I don't see this team being an eight and two team that is worthy of the eight wins or the accolades or the points that it's getting. 
I'd go ugly here. Simon says, take that 10 and a half. Simon says, baby, we are taking the Texans. When Simon says do it, when Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Sprinkle it on that money line, too, on Tuesday, because I think the line's going to come down, too. Like, when we do our round robin Thursday show, I, I feel like you're going to lose a little bit of the value uh, that you would get today. So everything you just said, I'm dead right there with you. That's the worst part about these refs, how they determine these games. They took away an interception, gave a touchdown to Tennessee. Obviously, that stuck with the Saints the whole half. They come out, they fumble the kickoff. They, they, so that's, it felt like it was 14 points given to them. Yep. And I don't want to put too much on the refs because that's just the worst belaboring thing. But And he is dicked. Man, I could not believe we came back and got that cover. That was Classic, another classic game where I told you don't buy the half point, just trust the number, trust the two and a half. It landed on two, and that's that's why we don't buy points. You're kind of again, it might save your ass every now and then, but over the long term, if you bet for fifty years, that that big is just going to eat away at you. Don't don't buy points. I, I try to say this all the time. I know people like to buy to the, the they like to buy to the three or buy up to three and a half. Don't don't do it. Just the, trust the books, trust the numbers. Prime example, somehow the books knew that game was going to get to two, and it did, which was terrifying because it was like all these different things were happening to even get to that number two. So sitting here again with Tennessee, like Chad just talked about, we we want to fade them. They're, everything is going their way. This Houston team's coming off a bye. I know statistically this year, ATS, teams have been bad off buys. I feel like everything you just said is so right. Taylor needed that extra time. He was just rusty in that Miami game, so – Giving him more time, giving the giving the time for the Houston team to get healthy. Tennessee is not healthy. They have a lot of injuries adding up. That's what's been like, you know, as much as I want to bash Tennessee Titans, Tannehill on paper, like statistically, having an incredible season. One of the best players against the Blitz, one of the best players against double coverage. Like everything he's doing is really, really smart this season. So it's it's a fair number, but I just think you're getting too much value in a divisional matchup with this Houston team at 10 and a half. That's why I want you to take it now because I think it's going to go down to 10. And put a little bit on the money line. A little taste. A little sprinkle. Uh, one of our best uh, tweeters um, who DMs me often, I've mentioned him on the show before, John Doe, D-O-H, like, don't, you know. Um, he listens to the show and he was sort of giving us feedback on, and he's, he's like, dude, I feel like he might be a content savant. Uh, and he was giving us feedback on how we're, we're betting this year and how we're explaining it. And he was very smart. He said, you guys focus so much on the numbers and like getting the point and a half, getting the half point, getting whatever. And it hasn't mattered at all for you this year. Just bet the games you like. And it's a little bit like what you were just saying. Don't worry about getting the best of the number, which is an axiom that we really should follow. In this case, we weren't getting the three. We had the two and a half. We weren't trying to hedge out of it. And it all worked out in our favor. We are so smart. (laughs) Speaking of the Saints. New Orleans Saints at Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of the Saints, they're one and a half point underdogs. This one feels a little bit like a trap. The Saints, I think, were the better team against the Titans. The Saints can be the better team against the Eagles. I think their defense is better. I think their coaching is better. It's weird to me that the Saints are the dogs here just because the Eagles had one good win against a mediocre team. But all the picks, all the money on the Saints right now. What am I missing? Sharp trap. Sharp trap. 
I'm, I'm walking into the trap, I guess, with the public that I, I like the Saints in this matchup. It's simple fact. I tell you, if Sean Payne's an underdog, I bet him. He's been really good to me as an underdog. Um, covered last week again as a road underdog. I have to keep going back to the well and taking Peyton as an underdog. So Eagles coming off a huge win on the road, now coming home, feeling good. Eagles have not played well at home. I don't even think they covered this year at home. Uh, oh, wait, they did against Tampa. So they have one cover so far this season at home. This Saints team, to me, this is – like you just talked about, I feel like this is such an advantage for head coaching matchups. We have Sean Payton against this really bad Eagles defense. And I felt like last week was more – you know, Eagles got right with running the ball. I don't really think you can do that against the Saints team. That, that's one of the things they're really good at, at shutting down the run. So I'm going against my pro brethren. I'm taking some chalk here, and I'll, I'll take the Saints. I don't know that you are. Something like it just makes no sense to me that the Saints open as an underdog here. Like It can't just be as yeah. simple as this is what the bookmakers think the public saw last week with the Saints losing to the Titans and the Eagles winning on the road. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's a, to me, it's a hundred percent a Saints play, almost so obviously that I feel like, and what am I missing? Yeah, and again, I'm having them all like this is a good number to have in teasers too. You tease us up to seven and a half. That's why it's weird <laughs> to give you the one and a half hook. Like, you could be right. I could be walking right into a trap here, but I, I got to do it. This feels like a good number. I wonder if this ends up being one of our sharp calls, right? I'll definitely be getting calls about it because I, I know a couple guys already took the Eagles and, I, and they're like, you're on it, right? You're like, you love them. I'm just like, I'm, I'm off. I, I'm not on them this week. So we'll, we'll be interested to hear what, who calls me up after for the show because I've only talked to one other guy and that's who was really big on the Eagles this week. Interesting. Again, people view them as a playoff team. So if you're power rating all these teams in the NFC, people power rate the Eagles pretty high up. That's why, again, that line with the Chargers went down from three to one before kickoff just because professionals have them power rated so high. What do you have this game power rated at? I had a minus one Saints. That's why it's weird. Like, I'm getting two and a half points right now. It's interesting. The books hung, hung it up this way. So that's why we'll, we'll revisit it. If it moves towards the Saints, I'll honestly feel better. Because then at least I'll know a lot of other professionals are coming in on it. Because right now I'm just scared about how much pro money's coming in on the birds. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. <laughs> Miami Dolphins at New York Jets. The resurgent Miami Dolphins. Visiting the New York Jets, the Dolphins are three-point favorites on the road. I mean, home dog. I, I, we have to take the Jets. I don't know if this is going to be one of our five because it's so disgusting. But, I mean, come on. Like, the Miami hype train is out of the world right now. They, they blew up and killed that, that Ravens team on Thursday night. Like, dominated them. Their defense looked like we, we thought they were going to be this year. A really dominant force. Jets team, Mike White, turned back into a pumpkin. Guy threw four interceptions against Buffalo Bills. Just terrible. Uh, we'll see. I, I Again, if it's Zach Wilson, maybe I'll feel a little better because I, I did I did like what White was doing, but the problem with him is that you knew eventually these defensive coordinators were going to figure him out, and the Bills did in every way. They were just literally running mid, mid-level mid zones and letting him try to throw it over top of these guys, and he couldn't. He just kept throwing it right into their breadbasket, so – it's not ideal to take this number right now because we don't know who the quarterback is, but if it's Zach Wilson, this gets up to three and a half from the three. I'll be taking, I'll be taking the Jets here as a home dog. All right. So let's wait and see. Let's wait and see if uh, the Jets get a three and a half. It probably won't end up being one of our five because there's other home dogs I'm going to like better, but that's just a, that, that just feels like a pro line to me. Like that's, 
there's going to be no one else betting the Jets. Everyone's kind of out on the Jets at this point. We're, we're practically professionals, at least. One pra- yeah, almost. Indianapolis Colts at Buffalo Bills. The Bills, seven-point favorites, doing exactly what we thought they would. Just you, I know you liked the Jets this past week. We didn't do it because I just felt like this is so predictably a blowout spot, as you <laughs> say in hindsight. Colts plus seven is tricky. I like this is when you pound these matches when Chad doesn't know what to do and he's like, it's kind of gross. I don't want to take it. Pound, pound, pound the Colts. Love, love, love this matchup. The Bills team, why. they've played two top 20 defenses. They played Pittsburgh. They lost. They played Tennessee. They lost. Colts are a top 20 defense and a good defense, better than Tennessee. Some could argue even better than Pittsburgh, especially at this point in the season. Love everything about this matchup. Calling for bad weather. Living up here in the Northeast, we have a big storm coming. It's going to drop the temperature by 30 degrees all across the board. We got a cold game, maybe some bad weather on Sunday in Buffalo. The best running back in football right now is arguably Jonathan Taylor. The best offensive line arguably in football right now are the Colts. Everything just points to this Colts team. I made this line three and a half. It's seven and a half at some books right now, this Colts team. Love it. Take, Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts on the money line. Such a bad spot for this Bills team. Matt Mitchell, I want you to jump in here. You're, this is your team he's talking about in the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to speak to another Action Network property, which is the Action Network podcast. Monday's episode featured Brandon Anderson, one of our NFL experts that you love, Chad. On that episode, when they're looking ahead, their hot read segment to this week's lines, he mentioned that he did not have Josh Allen as a top 10 quarterback right now, which is, you know, I think a totally asinine point of view, but that's <laughs> fine. I'm not an NFL expert. I just, I only have eyes to watch football games. He also said that he believed right now, Carson Wentz and Josh Allen were essentially interchangeable quarterbacks, which I considered maybe trying to find a way to get him fired right away for a take <laughs> like that. But turns out that's not it really in my purview, but I would love to know. Simon, if that is a opinion that you share. No, 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 no. Josh Allen, he's still he's still top 10. It hasn't all been going right this season, but that's not all on him. A lot of it, though, is that the Carson Wentz argument is tough because Carson has these flash. He has these moments of being great, but he does such stupid crap. I, I just don't think it's comparable. I still think Wentz is maybe top 15, where I know for a fact Josh Allen in football right now is top 10. Like, Maybe three franchises would say no to getting Josh Allen. Like you could argue he is top five going forward, but the way he's playing right now, I wouldn't put him top five because I'm with Brandon. He's he's had a little bit of hiccups here. I mean that that Jags game was I watched that game twice already. That was like you you, you can't believe what's happening when you watch that game. So it's more of a bet that this Bills team just hasn't been what they were last year, and especially against top twenty defenses this year. That's when they've really struggled. Now we have a cold team. It's a top 10 defense. This is just a perfect storm. Uh, you're getting a good number on an undervalued team with an overhyped team in the Bills. And the bookmakers, to me, are giving you four extra points. Josh Allen might not even be top five in the AFC. I'm not even saying that to troll. You are. Goodness pa- gracious. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill. Maybe I said, I said he might not be top five. I said he's barely top five. That's what I mean. I would take him over Joe, Joe Burrow in a heartbeat. I'd still take him over Lamar in a heartbeat. 
same podcast you're talking about, Matt Mitchell, Brandon Anderson also said before the Titans Saints game, take a flyer on Ryan Tannehill, 35 to one to win. I don't hate it. Hold on. I'm I'm talking Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. I can't say Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. So eight, I just named eight. Josh Allen would be nine or 10, depending on if I include Russell Wilson. And you could argue, you know, I'm not, I don't agree with it, but you could argue Matthew Stafford. I disagree, but it's very possible. Josh Allen is anywhere from eight to 11. This is is (laughs) ridiculous. Josh Allen was the first quarterback in nearly two and a half years, just this past week to throw for over 13 yards in attempt in a full game. Josh Allen's played essentially uh, statistically an identical season this year to this point last year. Uh, he is, he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. He's a big dumb idiot with the dark beady eyes of a shark, but it doesn't mean he's not a top five quarterback. No, that's, that was an unreal list. Yeah. I love you, man. Top five. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> top five. Come on. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the guy that got his, his doors blown off by the dolphins and the one who lost to Josh Allen at home <laughs> in the playoffs last year, that, that Lamar Jackson. Fine. We all have our own opinions. There you go. So we're going to take the Colts. You know, it was interesting. I watched the the Manning brothers cast last night of the, the Niners Rams game. I love it. I think it's outstanding. I was a little upset that they didn't uh, ask Phil Mickelson how much money he had actually lost combined on betting against them in their <laughs> Super Bowls. I thought that would have been the most appropriate question. But Peyton tried so hard to not say something mean about Jared Goff when Phil Mickelson asked, why are the Rams better with Matthew Stafford than Jared Goff? Poor Jared Goff. Detroit Lions at Cleveland Browns. Do we dare take the Lions as 10-point dogs on the road against the Browns, needing a win, being angry, needing to prove it with that? Oh, God. Real quick, though, have you seen the curse of the Manning cast? Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah. They talked so, about it all last night. So, yeah. So, if you're listening to the show tonight, you want to fade Draymond Green, I believe... They're playing the Nets. They're playing the Nets. And he's he talked about it. He's like, I got to go one-on-one against Kevin Durant. I hope this curse isn't true. It is, though. We got to keep riding that gravy train. You got you to gotta bet the Nets tonight. I'm not even an NBA guy, but I will be betting the Nets tonight. I love a good curse trend. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about Detroit. You're such a fucking gambler. I am. <laughs> it's bad. This is like the running joke. I need to just stop even doing any type of work on this Detroit game because this theory has worked for me all season. I bet them one week and I bet against them the next week. It's literally the entire season they've seesawed. It's been out of this world. Um, crazy. So first glance, I'm all in. I'm like, oh, my God, 10 points against this Browns team, a banged up Baker. I, I had to take Detroit, took a step back, did the numbers, ran the data. Again, Vegas knows what they're doing. Apparently, this line should be 12, two points of value towards this Browns team. I don't want to do it. I'm not making this one of our five best. I'm just letting you know that. Apparently, Vegas is setting a little bit of a trap here with this Detroit team. So I'm just going to stay away from it, but I'm going to be on the Browns in my pick pools and things like that. Well, I agree with you, though. I think Vegas is setting a trap because I looked at this and immediately thought I'm all over the Browns. It's a big number. Don't care. Right side, Browns. Get right spot for them. This is a great matchup for them in the sense that they're going to get a couple of linemen back and get Chubb back this week. So this line might actually go up from this point as long as those guys are healthy. That's a take. I, you're right. It's not a top five for us, especially when we've already got a couple games that that we are eyeing and feel really good about. Yeah. Um, 
But that's the side. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook who want you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. For example, this Thursday, I'm considering the Falcons plus the points, the over, and Kyle Pitts to score a touchdown. I love betting here in Connecticut with FanDuel because I was verified quickly. They have America's number one rated sportsbook app, and I know their payouts are fast and secure. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? They are also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code favorites. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code favorites. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. Aaron Rodgers, so disappointed they beat the Seahawks as badly as they did. Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Two and a half point favorites on the road against the Vikings who pulled one out, pulled it out against the Chargers. Good luck to our, our listeners. People got round robins. We gave out the Vikings money line and the 49ers, but then I didn't on Sunday because I'm an idiot. So yeah, people that listen you, to the you, show. You uh, backtracked on Sunday. I didn't backtrack. You were trying to put words in my mouth about the Vikings. I was telling people to take the under. I wasn't giving out a side. Simply telling people to take an under. And you go, oh, you like the Chargers now. It's like, well, I don't like anything. I like the under, Chad. Stop stop trying to get inside. Uh, you were right about the under. Oh, I know. I needed that bad. So when I'm looking at the Vikings here, I want to make this our foxhole bet. Are you willing to make this our foxhole bet, Chad? I am. I, I feel like uh, we're walking into the foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. No one's going to be joining us. Rodgers has been a cover machine. What is it? Eight straight now? Eight the straight. Packers have covered? Eight straight. Eight straight. So, whew, scary. Taking a two and a half number against them. But we talked all season. I, I always take the Vikings as a home dog with Zimmer. I, I know that it didn't work out for us last time. Cooper Rush came in and just completely sliced us down. And we had the exact same spot right now. We had two and a half with the Vikings at home against Dallas. Line moved all the way to minus four and a half for the Vikings. They lost outright. So give me two and a half with this Minnesota team at home against the Packers where say what you want about that Packers-Seahawks game. Rodgers didn't win that. I mean, I guess he kind of did win that game. That was more about Russell Wilson just could not get it right. The guy just, again, we talked about He had pins in his hands. That... I hate myself for not betting that under like that was just such a easy under bet. And for some reason, I didn't touch it Um, coming in this week. 
I'm not making this mistake where I'm going to be scared of Rodgers because they have been a covering machine. We have to look for another way, Chad, right? We always talk about regression. This is such a perfect opportunity for a regression spot for this Green Bay team. You're taking Minnesota at home, two and a half. Everyone thinks, all the public's going to think, I'm getting a great number here with Rodgers, getting them only two and a half, just needs to win by a field goal. Give me give me the Vikings. I love that it's our Foxhole bet. I, I like it a lot, too. The only thing that worries me is that this Vikings team is is consistently inconsistent. They're the worst. They're, I hate them the most betting on them of any team this season. I, yeah, because they really do. They can be good in one half, bad in the other half, which is kind of what they were against the Chargers, uh, at least the way it started, and then in the second half. And then they can be great in one game, bad in the next game, and that is a pattern. The only thing you can count on is that they're not reliable. <laughs> Yeah, they can't play four quarters. It's honestly, it's ridiculous. They're they're somehow going to limp into the playoffs, and I don't know. Maybe they'll make a run, something weird like this. But you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers on paper, having an incredible season. But then you watch them play, and you just cannot stand watching Kirk. He just is so bad. He misses like Justin Jefferson would be wide open. He just sails it over his head. It's so inconsistent. So I understand why, like why you're having pause with it, but. It's it's just like why we took the Saints last week against Tennessee. That's that's a this is a sharp number. It's kind of like a pro number where the bookmakers are kind of telling you a little bit something here to take this number. So we kind of have to. Every time I see Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson, I feel like Justin Jefferson is thinking, if I had a real fucking quarterback, I'd already be the greatest receiver in NFL history. Yeah. And as an Eagles fan, I can't stand watching him because it's every time I see him catch the ball and go, we really pass on this guy. It's. Whew, it's bad. Yeah, he's really good. He's All right, really Vikes good. plus two and a half. We're in. Done. Washington football team at Carolina Panthers. Our favorite team, the Washington football team, is on the road. The line is plus three and a half. I will tell you right now, this is a pros Joe's game. Panthers getting the bets, Washington football team getting the money. I don't like it. I don't like this game. The wise guys are coming in too hard in Washington football team because of what they did against the Buccaneers. I feel like the Panthers are the right side, but this number's too big. I talked to another pro Sunday night. He was at the book. He's at Sugar House. And I reached out to him. I said, what kind of number are you getting there? Because I could only find you know a certain number that I was looking for with that uh, Atlanta matchup. I wanted a seven and a half and I couldn't find it. And he said, hey, have you thought about taking this three and a half of Washington? And I was like, no, they just came off a huge win against the Buccaneers. Carolina, they're getting Cam back. That feels like it's going to reinvigorate that whole team. And he's like, I don't know. I kind of love it. I feel like the Washington team kind of got right where Carolina, I'm with him. I feel like what he was talking about, Cam is, Cam's not good. We know what Cam is. We've no, seen Cam. Terrible. He is. So he can look amazing in the five-yard line. That's where Cam shines. He's incredible in the red zone. We know he's a weapon where he can run it. He can run through guys down there where he can throw it. But at a full game on a full field, he just throws into the ground so consistently. So I see why they're coming on the three and a half and why, like, my buddy was betting that Sunday night. But I'm right there with you, Chad. Like, I got no issue passing this one just because both these teams are coming off huge wins. Can't really get a good read on it. Don't know how I'm going to grade this out with Cam. Like, I right now I had a two and a half. So at three and a half, I do lean towards this Washington team. But I don't know if it's going to be one of my five. No market advantage. No, not really. The resurgent. 49ers. Everyone's all of a sudden in love with the 49ers because Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing Mac Jones like darts <laughs> in the middle of the field. Uh, Mac Jones. He's so good. That's Mac Jones right now. He's a witch nipple quarterback. 
The 49ers, six and a half point favorites, seven point favorites on the road here in Jacksonville. San Francisco 49ers at Jacksonville Jaguars. I know we got to say we got to take the Jaguars. I know it. Like it's, it's like impossible not. It, actually, the problem is it doesn't feel like a big enough number. Feels like if if I'm you, I've got this number rated at nine. Wow, really? I had a four and a half, so I feel like you're getting what? a great number. Yeah, the 49ers suck. We took them just because that was a great a great spot. That was their whole season on the line. They always beat the Rams. You, you just blindly take that number. That's that was just a classic. Again, it's gonna make that one of my biggest bets because everything just lined up so perfectly on that number with Monday night. This is why people hate me because they don't, they don't want to bet the Jacks. So I won't make them. But you <laughs> seven points. Who the hell are the 49ers be favored by seven points? Jaguars are scrappy. They were scrappy in that game against the Colts. I gave them no chance. They stuck in it the whole game. Even though Trevor Lawrence is not good, he kept them in that game somehow. So uh, I don't know. I, I guess we'll pass on it because you just don't like it. But no, 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 no. I'm also looking at the numbers right now. And it's a, it's another pros Joe's game. He got 60% of the bets coming in on the Niners and about 60% of the money coming in on the Jags. So you're a wise guy. You're talking to the wise guys. The wise guys agree with you. Yeah. Who am I? I'm just some schmuck sitting in the middle of Connecticut. Yeah, but every now and then, Chad, ready. you know. You know every now and then. So I'm not going to force it in because there's other dogs I like better. But I'll be taking the Jags. I'll be taking their money line just on the fact that the 49ers are feeling great. This is a, a great letdown spot. They fly across the country down to hot Florida, and they have a letdown game. So I'm going to dig in more because I think I'm going to go on bed labs. I just remember seeing something about Shanahan as a big favorite. He's Not horrible good. against the spread. So. Terrible. I'm going to try you know to what? find those numbers and bring it I've in. I've actually so. never been more convinced that the Jags are the right side. In fact, <laughs> I'm making a money line parlay right now with the Texans, the Colts, and the Jags. I'm making an AFC oh, South gross. money line parlay. God, that's gross. Dude, it's gross. <laughs> but how gross. fun would that be? Ugh. Gross bets, gross profits. I love it. <laughs> I'm so fun. Yeah, gambling's fun. Gambling's fun. It's the best. Cincinnati Bengals at Las Vegas Raiders. The Bengals are one point, what is that? One point favorites. It's another one. You really liked the Raiders last week. I didn't love it, but I went along with it. If you look at that Raiders game, that was everything went wrong. Like Mahomes, he kept getting in third and 10, third and eights, and he would have long 20-yard plays. It was... Everything could go right for the Chiefs in that game. Every little thing went wrong for the Raiders. Raiders had dumb fumbles. They had their safeties dropping interceptions. Just bad, bad mojo in that game. Um, public will this will be one of the public's biggest bets of the week. I can already tell with the, yes. with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm gonna keep waiting. I'll get a better number on Las Vegas. Don't bet it now. I'll just keep waiting. You, I think this will get up to two, two and a half at some point, just because. Even the pros got burned by Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas in that matchup. A lot of us are in the same boat as you. We're kind of pissed off about it. We're thinking to ourselves, you know what? Too much has happened. Too much has happened to this team. They're falling apart. I know one professional group came in. They bet their under on win total. They bought like they did a weird line. I think it was like six and a half or seven, where they're saying they're going to win one more game the rest of the season. Scary. That's scary when you hear a legit pro group coming and making that bet. They 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 got good reads on these teams. They saw value in fading this uh, Las Vegas team. So. As you sit here Tuesday, I do like this one, but I'm not going to make us force it in because I can tell, like, you're right there with them. You're looking at this saying to yourself, bad mojo, like mojo. Something's just wrong with this Las Vegas team. They've had too much drama going on. Cincy, 
needs this game desperately. They really need this game. With the way that AFC North is shaped out, you can't be dropping games like this. So it makes sense why you want to kind of stay away from it. But if this does get up to three, it'll be hard for us to pass on this one. The autumn wind is a raider pillaging just for fun. You know, since he does have one of the four best quarterbacks in the AFC. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks. The Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray expected to come back. They are two and a half point favorites visiting the Seattle Seahawks. This is another huge pro Joe. 67% of the bets on the Cardinals, 90% of the money on the Seahawks. And you know what? Wow. I agree. You're the Seahawks? Yeah. I'm a pass. Like I don't and- trust, I don't trust Russ with the hand. I don't know what I'm getting out of him. Kyler, I don't think he plays. I, I could see them send him one more week because they have a bye week, I believe, the week after. Just makes sense. Give him two another two weeks, get him right, come back for the final ending of the season. But the bookmakers are acting like he is coming back because this is not a Colt McCoy line. This is a Kyler Murray line. So yeah, it is interesting. I'm with the pros. I guess I do go towards the Seahawks just because, you know, Russ has another week now to get right. But man, was he bad in that game? I just couldn't get over how bad he looked. His decision making, his throws, everything just looked awful. And then you hear the doctor be in amazement that this guy is able to even play right now. And you hear, okay, well, Russell Wilson apparently was doing 19 hours of rehab every day to get back. It's like everything just sounds like he was just rushed back just to get on that field. First time his career, he put up zero points in a matchup. So I just professionally, I just won't touch this game because there's just too many unknowns and there's not really a good way to get a good number on this game. I've got a pretty close relationship with Colt McCoy. (laughs) Facts. I'll tell you that story off air. Dallas Cowboys at Kansas City Chiefs. Cowboys. Two and a half point dogs on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, who put up 41 points in prime time on the road. Everyone thinks they're back. But at this point, how do I not bet a Chiefs team less than a field goal? No, you love to take the Cowboys here. This is this is what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are bad against teams that can run the ball. We've seen it this season. Teams that cannot run the ball, the Chiefs usually have their way for it. Because the way you beat the Chiefs is you take them out of rhythm. You you control the clock. You run the ball. Keep Mahomes on the sideline. He comes in. If he goes three and out, if he just can't get into a rhythm like he did on Sunday night, he just isn't right. And, again, in that matchup, every little thing was going right for this Chiefs team. So I, I, I'm i probably going to be with the public here because I can see the public being with me on the Cowboys thinking themselves six-point teaser. I get the Cowboys eight and a half. That's a great number. Getting them as a dog on the money line against this Chiefs team, which I'm not really a believer in, also a great number. So it is a little scary. I know I'm going to go with the public on this one, but got to do it. I think Dak is right now the – he is, to me, the MVP of the league right now. Um, it obviously go works against him a little bit because Cooper Rush won a game without him. So it's like, how good is Dak really? But I just think Dak is playing the highest level of all the quarterbacks in the league right now. So – I understand why people might be drinking the Kool-Aid on the Chiefs. I'm not. I need to see a couple more weeks of it. Happy to take Dallas here at a plus number. You could do a couple of six-point teasers. There are some numbers here where some short numbers where a six-point teaser uh, for a couple of these games might not be a bad idea. Yeah, it's a good long week. Yes, exactly. Um, All right. You kind of convinced me. You know, I'm not. You kind of see what I'm talking about. Like, you can run it. Like, the, the, the Cowboys, they love to run it. They got two great running backs. This is. A really bad matchup for this Chiefs team. Yeah. 
Uh, no, you're right. You're right. And like, I was all of a sudden thinking public and the Chiefs played great. So all of a sudden they're back. And Which, be careful of this over Chiefs and overs at home have not been good to the public. They've lost a lot of these. So if you're, if you're thinking about taking this over, I, I would not do it. I would stay away. Pittsburgh Steelers at Los Angeles Chargers. Four and a half points. Uh, the Chargers are favored. I think we got to pass on this for now. I don't think we know enough about Ben yet. See, I'm I'm really hoping he comes back. I'd be all in on the Chargers. We talked about these quarterbacks coming back from COVID have not looked right. Aaron Rodgers didn't look right. No one thinks of Roethlisberger as being this peak performance kind of guy. I and mean, we already looked at him like a broken down old man. Now he's coming off COVID uh, with no practice. I w- I'm really hoping he comes back because I'll, I'll happily join the public and take this Chargers team. But like you just said, we don't really have the information yet. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the deal is with Watt either. If TJ Watt might be out for this matchup against the Chargers. So I'm with you. We'll uh, try to revisit for Thursday. But as we stand here right now, I do like the Chargers in this matchup. New York Giants at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Giants 11 and a half point dogs on the road. This is when you bet Danny Dimes. This is when Danny Dimes turns into Danny Dimes. This is when Danny Dimes earns his dime. Let's hear it for Danny Dimes. It's my city. I'm the king of New York. Damn, I know I hate it. I hate that we have to be the Giants, but we do. This we is, do. This is when we take him, but I, I, God, Brady, two straight losses at home. This has to be a blowout win for Brady, where everyone's everyone's gonna be really start panicking because they just have not played well. But as someone that likes to find value on future bets, you have to be a big Giants fan. The Giants, if they can somehow win this game, you're gonna get incredible value on the Buccaneers to win a Super Bowl future. So I'm hoping that the Giants do pull off this miracle upset. We will we will be taking that 11 or 10 and a half, whatever it settles on. But you have to keep in your back of your mind taking the Buccaneers on the futures because. They're out. They don't have Gronk right now. They don't have AB. When all these guys get back and their defense gets healthy come December, come January, this Bucs team is going to be really legit. We're going to look back on these days where they've dropped all these games against these bad teams and just be like, you know what? They just weren't healthy. So this is one of these you want to keep your eye on. If you're if you're betting the Giants here, you kind of want to keep in the back of your mind hoping for a big win here so you can get a good Bucks futures Super Bowl bet. All right, we'll keep the Giants in. I think it's I think it's a good play for potentially for the contest. Like I'm I'm I we got. We got about nine games circled here. We got potentially Atlanta plus seven if we want to go early. We got Bears plus six and a half if we feel like some of their defenders are coming back. Texans plus ten and a half. We love the Texans. It's a Simon Says bet. Also like them on the money line. Saints plus one and a half. Colts plus seven. Vikes plus two and a half. Jags plus seven. Uh, Raiders maybe plus one, but we want to wait on it. Cowboys plus two and a half. Giants plus eleven and a half. We got a lot to talk about on Thursday. We're going to have to really focus in. Yeah, we're going to cut it down. Let's hope we get some feedback from other sharps. Let's hope there's some market news. Let's see how injuries pile up. I think we got a lot of meat on the bone for Thursday. Yeah, I already can hear Hank in my head saying, you guys got way too many dogs, too many dogs. You need some favorites in there. But I do. I love the dogs this week. There's a lot of good home dogs. Well, look, the, the bottom line is when you're betting, the lines are usually shaded towards the favorite because that's what the public is going to bet. And that's how bookmakers know they can take advantage. So it's our job to find the best possible value of those underdogs. Always. That's the job. I'm sorry to tell you. 
<laughs> What's your uh, Scooch Roulette pick? Oh, wait, I get to go first because it carried over. Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. I'm going with the Saints plus one and a half. Wow. Against my Eagles, you son of a bitch. All right. I'm going Colts then against my Mr. Bills. Damn it. I was going to do the Colts. <laughs> All right. Well, I like them both. I like them yeah, both. I like them both. Literally until I said the word Saints, I, I thought Colts was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's why I love box. you, though, Chad. You go, Saints might be a trap, and then you take it for your scooter left pick. That's why, you're, that's why you're the best. I don't remember half the things I say. That's the problem. <laughs> that might be the sign that you're saying too much. If you can't remember everything you say, then you're probably saying too much. Feels like a, that feels like a scoochism. Speaking of scooch, your scooch roulette is the Colts plus seven. Mine is the Saints plus one and a half. I've been trapped. The foxhole for us is the Vikes plus two and a half. Simon says, bet it right now. Texans plus 10 and a half. We will be back on Thursday to narrow down the field to do our big balls bet of the week. Talk about our money line parlays. Give out a uh, survivor pick as if we're still in the contest and we hadn't been robbed. I think we covered it all, my friend. All right, brother. See you Thursday. Until Thursday, this has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download a Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. 